Welcome. Hello. Welcome to The Broad Review. It's our first episode. My name is Emily. I'm Tiffany. And welcome to our very first episode of our new podcast. Coming at you live from uh, Emily's dining room. It's a studio. Studio? Dining room? Studio. Studio recording dining room. A legitimate (laughs) setup that we have here. I'm I'm very impressed. It's someday. We'll have a studio. Um, So we thought we would start our first episode by talking a little bit about how we knew each other and then kind of give you an idea of what this podcast is going to be about. No. So Tiffany, why don't you go first? (laughs) All right. Well, um, I'm Tiffany. I'm from Southern California, um, a very specific place known as the Inland Empire. Mm. If you're from there, you know what it means. If you're not from there, you've probably heard some weird things about it. How far is it Um, from the ocean? Three and a half hours in traffic. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, like West Covina, California. Yeah. I'm very not far from West Covina, California. I actually grew up in Chino uh, and then was down in San Diego for half my life, I think, and just moved up to Washington last year. And um, I am a stay-at-home freelance writer. Um, my job lately has been uh, playing cat referee between our cat that we've had for a long time, our new cat trying to get work done and uh, planning stuff for this podcast and making sure that we have a lot of good quality content. Yeah, quality is uh, a guarantee (laughs) for this. I mean, high, highly likely, high quality, just great content. (laughs) Uh, I am Emily. I grew up in a small town in Minnesota. And when I was in my 20s, I moved out to San Diego for something new. For a change and while I was there Tiffany and I ended up working together at a theme park and at first uh, I thought Tiffany was too cool and probably <laughs> wouldn't want to hang out with me so I just like let her have her space but then I like slowly infiltrated the rest of her friends and then she like didn't have a choice and had to eventually hang out with me so we have been friends probably since about 2011 ish ish yes and I was ecstatic that she had moved up to Seattle because that's where my husband and I had moved previously and so I finally had a friend and so we get together we talk about crap and as any you know white women do mid-30s white women do we're like oh my god we should like we should go try out for the real world (laughs) and then we realized that we were too old so then we're like, what What else can we do? We go to brunch. Let's go to Let's brunch. Let's go to brunch and talk about it and have mimosas. Have some rosé. And then we're like, why don't we start a podcast? Why don't we just record what we were talking about anyways? We entertain ourselves. We entertain each other. It's true. Our husbands look at us like we're insane yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. Um, and uh, in our spare time, we do a lot of uh, viewing. Yes, a lot of viewing. Also, there's a cat. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear my cat. Her name is Jinx. She may uh, decide that she wants to be part of this every once in a while, so just pretend she's not there. Yes. Um, so what is the broad review about? What Why are we here? What does the broad review mean to my heart? Yes. Deep in my heart, um, I really like the broad review because when I think of words to describe us, mm-hmm. I think of broads. Broads, absolutely. We're, we're broads. Chicks. Chicks. Cool 1940s radio hour broads. Oh, you're really good at that. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah. I was in a play. I describe myself as more of a guy's girl. Like, you know, I get along better with guys than girls. Oh, my gosh. I was like, you're not serious, are you? No. I don't like anybody. I don't get along with girls usually just because, you know, I just get along better with guys. We have more to talk about. No. No. I I don't have anything to talk about, guys. No. Definitely not anymore. No. Uh, That made it sound like something happened tragically. (laughs) Not anymore there's been no, no i don't talk to men anymore tragedy. so the, you know what this is exactly what the show is going to be about it's us riffing but also did i just say riffing you did oh strike one yeah what uh we'll have our editor um edit that out jinx jinx edit that out uh the word review mm-hmm. is in the title and that's because we review things mm-hmm. usually amongst ourselves but we wanted to share that with all of you uh, reviewing shows oh. we watch on Netflix. There, oh my gosh, it's a gold mine. It is. There's gold some. Mine. There's some real trash on there. Yes, and some and some gold. Some amazing things. Some really bad things. Mostly if you start trash. digging deep. Yeah, trash. Hulu's the same way. Oh uh, yeah. And we might review books. We might review events that we go to. Yes. It's a. It's anything's fair game to be reviewed and judged by the two of us judged most importantly yes so what we are judging and reviewing today is something that is being talked about a lot you're seeing a lot of news stories about it yes yes there is one more thing i want to mention before we get into our review oh, god damn it we have to give oh yeah okay <laughs> yep and that that was a perfect segue because i just started swearing <laughs> Bitch. Oh, fuck. Um, we're we're like we said, broads. Uh-huh. We're not ladies. Uh-uh. Bad words come out of our mouth. Yeah. Uh, we got that from all the men that we those, enjoy hanging all out those with. Men that I don't talk to because of the alleged tragedy. Um, so there will be bad words. Oh yeah. Um, there will be there will be uh, the way I want to say it isn't going to make sense, but there's going to be dick jokes. Oh yeah. Um, uh-huh. I was going to say sexual content, but that makes sense. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't know yes. that that is the direction that we were going yes, in. That's Tiffany. what we do at one o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there will be, there's, yes, they're going, there's going to be explicit content. So if there are children in the room, uh, unless you, all two of you that are listening, right care now. <laughs> about the children and them not hearing the F word a lot. Um, I did want to say there are things that we won't be talking about and won't be standing for things like sexism, homophobia, <laughs> transphobia, I wish you guys could anything see your right bad. Now. We are not going to be tolerating that shit. Or and so if we are reviewing something that has that, we're going to rip it a new asshole. Mm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's something else that you can expect. Yes. Also, um, don't ever correct me. <laughs> I'm not talking to Tiffany. Tiffany can correct me on the spot. I'm not going but to. But if they're <laughs> terrified. Just gonna, I'm just going to put that back in my brain. And I, just let it I purposely simmer. spread misinformation and pronounce <laughs> people's names wrong. And I don't care. So don't correct me on it. On our Twitter or Instagram, don't fucking do it. What uh, my problem is, is that since I have become a stay-at-home human, as I call myself, uh, freelancer slash housewife. Um, I got kind of dumb not interacting with people. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I could be a little forgetful um, and also just just say things that may not be correct also. Mm-hmm. Um, you can correct her. That's fine. 
I need it. <laughs> she needs to be corrected. I need to have my brain stimulated a little <laughs> bit more. Yay! Yes. TV watching. Yes. Okay. So um, I believe that was our, our big disclaimer yes. point. It's important that yes. you know that we're going to be swearing and probably going to have inappropriate content. Yes. Let's talk about the fucking fire festival. Oh my goodness. Have you heard there was a festival called the fire festival? Can I tell you my knowledge of the fire festival up until this point? Yes. Let's okay. hear it. So, um, I believe when it was going down last spring, no, 2017. Wait, was that, was that last year? No, that no. was two years ago. Where I have it's 2019. 2019. Yeah. Okay. So it, this happened in 2017. Yes. These are things we should probably know before we start talking about it. We did thorough research. Thorough research. Um, I, I'm going to be very transparent about this. Mm. Um, my Twitter feed is where I get a lot of my headlines from. And if I see something that I think is worth investing my my knowledge into, my my tiny brain space that I have, I um, I'll click through. If I, if I don't, I don't, and I will make assumptions about it. That's fair. I thought this was a, like a white supremacist festival. <laughs> what would make you think that? I don't know. It's like Kendall Jenner sign on. I didn't even know. White supremacists. I didn't know there were Jenners involved. Oh. I didn't. I just, it was like around the same time that there was like a lot of like, you know, white supremacist stuff happening in the news. And I would see it in, from like the political people in my Twitter feed. And I somehow made that association, and that's what stuck in my brain. And I've been holding that one in my pocket so I could tell it to you now. So, uh, I was very surprised <laughs> by the true content. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a that's it's, dead it's a leap. Yeah, it's a leap. Um, I would say what I did what I did find out is that it's about. Um, I wouldn't say like my least favorite group of people, but a group of people that. I, I'm technically part of age-wise, but not. We're not. Also, I I've had this really like to see them fail. Millennials. Millennials with a lot of money. <clears throat> so we are not millennials. We were born in. We are in a a separate generation. We were born in the early '80s. Yes. We are not millennials. I was born I in 1994. St- <laughs> sticking with that, that we are not millennials. Um, not only millennials, bro millennials, <gasps> which is the worst part of that subsection of oh my people. So my, I want to tell you my first um, introduction is I thought it was pronounced fry because I can't read. I thought that too. I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I and didn't I never heard it that. said. I was always reading it, and so I was like, "Oh, the Fry Festival. Is Why? this like fries like we have down in Renton? Like, is <laughs> is it something to do with that electronics Ooh, store? It's is an it fries? Electronics convention. Um, and the the one thing that sticks out in my memory that I remember about it is the picture of the sandwich. <laughs> when it was all going down which and I, I was, thought was like a white supremacist favorite obviously <laughs> sandwiches god damn it <laughs> no, those nazis love their I sandwiches can't eat cheese anymore <laughs> so i i that's the thing is it was not marketed to you and i because we <laughs> are not in that demographic oh is it because we're not um influencers no it's because we're old as shit <laughs> It's again, because we're not millennials. We're too I'm not old. better about not being an influencer. Like, you and I would be like, oh, here's this, this, you know, festival that we could go to. I don't have a one piece that's going to work out for this. <laughs> I'm going to have to wear full cover up. 
I'm going to have to wear zinc all over, so I'm going to have a white cast and my yeah. Birkenstocks. We are not invited. No. We would we, be asked not to we come. We wouldn't be invited. No. And festival culture in general is something that has just gotten so out of control and pretentious and awful. And I grew up near where Coachella happens. Mm-hmm. And I remember when it first started, I think I was maybe still in high school but it was like where the kids went to go to do all those drugs. All those drugs. It was drugs. a very clean cut kid, oh except for all the underage drinking I did. Um, <laughs> except for that. That hasn't, that. That hasn't caused that. any problems in my life. Um, and and then it became too expensive. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm a poor college student who can't right. afford to go. That that you just heard Jeez. was Jinx with the full-on zoomies. She is excited about She this is excited also. to get us started. <laughs> Did you have you ever been to a festival, an actual festival? Um, I went to Jazz Fest in New Orleans one year, uh, 2010. How many uh, times were you violated? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> none, but um, it was so crowded mm-hmm. that um, the person I was with, we sat on the side of like a, a canal ditch in the area where it was and, and heard Tom Petty. We couldn't actually see. Okay. So, so you weren't necessarily in it. We were in the festival. You were around. <laughs> but we were. I, uh, yeah. It was, it was kind of a nightmare. Oh, and how could I forget the festival that I, I don't even know if you would call it a festival, a warped tour, if you may, if you will. You went to the warped tour? I went to the warped tour when I was like too old to be there. Oh, fucking why? <laughs> <laughs> Who was there uh, that drew your attention? Oh, I would like, like to know. Early 2000s emo bands. Um, Who's there? Like the used was there once. Panic at the Disco, Taking Back Sunday. Oh, you know no. these things about I'm me. I'm still into Panic at the Disco. <laughs> that has never turned off. Really? Even though they play that one song on the radio all the fucking time. I, I play, fucking love Panic at so the Disco. At I loved them every age except mm. for when it was appropriate. <laughs> I did not like them at 14 because they weren't out in 14, but now. Yeah. What oh. were we, like, maybe like 19? Yeah. So, like, all the kids that were there, you know, the ki- those kids. And all those my kids. Old ass. Like, I did take uh, my sister, the twins, once. Hi, Brooke and Brittany. Oh, hi. Um, I took them. I was just going to say R.I.P. Like, R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke and Brittany. What she means is she misses you. I miss you. I don't think that you're dead. Also, I know that you're not, not dead. Also, not a tragedy. No. There's nothing. Any, any traumatic <laughs> events surrounding the twins, they exist. Um... Yeah, I was like the cool big sister that was like, listen to this band, because they were like yeah. the right demographic. Yes. Um, so I, I took them one year, and I hope that they remember. I'm sure they remember. I'm sure they appreciate it. I went to, uh, in, I believe it was 98, I went to, I, again, I don't know if you could call this a festival, I went to Lilith Fair. <laughs> <laughs> it was the fucking bomb. I wanted it to go to amazing. Lilith It was amazing, and it was like just all these ladies together having a good time. No bras. No bras at all. Everybody, everybody stunk. Like Birkin it stocks. was just, it was perfect. And we could all be ourselves. I got to see uh, when they were touring with the Dixie Chicks. Oh. Because the Dixie Chicks weren't on the whole Lilith Fair. They were just on like a certain leg of is it. Is that before they got kicked out of the United States? It is. <laughs> okay. um, and I didn't really, I didn't listen to country music. And so I wasn't mm. a fan. And then I'm like, 
who the fuck are these girls? They're so rad. Because they sang goodbye Earl and we're like, <laughs> yes, men should die. We agree. Oh my God, you're wonderful. I remember so. they had the best haircuts. They did. They had the best haircuts and the so best cool. outfits. They were so oh, cool. So cool. R.I.P. Daisy Jackson. Again, they're not dead. They're, not dead. they're still just, alive. Uh, they just, you know, insulted a sitting president once and America doesn't stand for that. Except, I mean, well, now we totally do. You know. <laughs> Now but we, not, also not in 2001. We're going to. So. Yes, we are absolutely going to. All right, so let's talk more about this Fry Festival White <laughs> Supremacist. The Fry White Supremacist Festival. There were two documentaries made about this that came out at pretty much the exact same time. Yes. So I watched the Netflix one, which was called, I'm going to say Fry. I'm just going to keep <laughs> saying Fry. Fry, the greatest party that never happened. <laughs> It kind of happened. Um, and mine was on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And Hulu was the sneaky network that released theirs a couple days before mm. Netflix did. Just to... Nobody noticed. One up them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I want to watch that. Um, about those white supremacist things. No idea, you guys. I went into this with <laughs> no fucking idea. Um, so I watched Fire Fraud on Netflix. And I watched it yesterday morning. So it's very fresh in my memory. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to say my big takeaway is Ja Rule. What the fuck, Ja Rule? <laughs> we, both documentaries had that in common. Yeah, right? that Ja Rule's a kind of a piece of shit. Okay, my question is, nobody else was available to help them with this idea? Like, where was Nellie? <laughs> where was Ludacris? Chingy? Where, they were all, they, they all were like, this is a piece of shit and we would never attach our names to it because we are still successful rappers. Get Ja Rule. He'll do it. I have Ja Rule written down in my notes like 10 times because it was just the whole time I was like, but why? Why?" No. And like, so that is something that it definitely resonated in my documentary. That's like, again, we are of a certain age. Ja Rule hasn't been relevant. Since he did that song with J-Lo. For 12 (laughs) years or something. And all of a sudden it's like. Holy shit, Ja Rule yeah, is going to do a festival? He did tell he's me so imp- He's so impressive and relevant. <laughs> Let's follow him. He's making a comeback what? after his, I think he said, uh, like tax fraud or something he was in prison for. Not even anything cool. Shocking <laughs> that he was involved in other fraud. Oh my goodness, fraud is his thing. Um, no, it's... Uh, so I'm glad we have that. Speaking of that, did your documentary have the... Uh, part where they were all on the conference call where Ja Rule said it wasn't fraud it was false advertising <laughs> it was after the festival was done even oh. though it never really happened and is they this were when they were planning the 2018 one no <laughs> they were all talking about like hey what a shit show this was and everybody that was that worked for for fire was all there and somebody was like this is what we did was fraud and Ja Rule was like no 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 not fraud I would call it false advertising. No, it was super fraud. <laughs> it was super duper fraud. When you learn about fraud in, in a lawyer college, yeah, I in, guess, in, in, a, in business in, college. In lawyer seniors, school. <laughs> this is going to be the tale that yeah. they tell. No, you d- everything you did was fraudulent from the beginning all the way to the end. It was a bit impressive. It was. Uh, I... I hear a lot of people like making fun of and getting down on the kids that went. And I don't think that's fair. And here's why. If I, if this were me and that were marketed to me, I would have fallen for it. 
I would have paid. Well, no, because I was poor. <laughs> no, I was poor. Okay, so when First I was in college, there was a concert being held in Minnesota that was... It was a Prince. It's always Prince. I went to Prince. R.I.P. for sure. Fucking phenomenal. No, uh, it was uh, John Mayer and 311. And <laughs> I started like selling off my video games and trying to sell my clothes to be able to afford tickets to go to. So I understand the desire to see these acts. And so if I was... And I was also extremely dumb in college. So much has changed. Yes. But I was really dumb... And I would have fallen for it. The thing is, they weren't really advertising acts, right? No, not really. They were advertising an experience. a lifestyle and an, an experience. experience and some exclusivity on yeah. um, an island that was formerly owned by none other than Pablo fucking Escobar. Yeah, oh wait, they didn't say that enough oh my in the God. advertising. Uh, Why is that a draw, though? Yes. He murdered, like, a lot of people. Yes. He's not, like, a fun um, guy that we should all be, like, emulating. He's He was a murderer. Yes. So you get to go spend $50,000 um, to go party on his island where there's it's probably riddled with um, graves. And sand lice. For sure. <laughs> sand fleas are terrible. First of all, camping on the beach sounds fucking awful. No. And it's... <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, from the get-go... So, and we were talking about this earlier that I became aware after I watched the Netflix one that mine was actually produced <laughs> by the motherfuckers who did the advertising. Yes. And that very first in uh, advertising that those, fuck Jerry again. How can you name your business that <laughs> as an adult business? I just, <sighs> oh, yes. So my documentary... Hulu documentary had the um, gentleman who was the head of marketing for this event. Um, fuck Jerry now sh shuns him. Um, what was his name? Oren Axe. I don't even think they mentioned that. Guys. I'm not even sure that's a real name. Uh <laughs> he was a darling human individual who actively, knowingly contributed to this up until the event happened. Um, you know, he was the one talking about how we knew two weeks before the event that this was wrong and this was wrong, yet he still kept going with the company because, as fuck Jerry will tell you, that was their job. Their job was advertising, not maybe helping anybody out and <sighs> saying, hmm, guys, maybe we should stop advertising for this shit fucking That's show. That's not going to happen and not That's going to That's not going to, to happen. Yes. Yeah. So uh, while fuck Jerry didn't produce my documentary, there was the... Uh, the now blacklisted darling hipster boy whose name is a myth, Oren. Oren. Yeah, so that kid, I don't, and unless he was named something else in my documentary, was not in the Netflix version. And Maybe it was Jerry. Uh, it was Jerry himself. Uh, fuck Jerry. Uh, <laughs> That's what we should name our brother. Our we friends. should name that. Fuck Jerry. That makes sense. That's so cool. Let's say fuck right in the name. Ha <laughs> Bro. I hate bros. Um... The, the fuck Jerry part of it was definitely glossed over in mine. Mm -hmm. And from what it made, it made it seem like was, oh, they were only involved in uh, that initial video that went out to everybody that people got, got people excited about it. And then, um, you know, the, the social media advertising, but they were just following what Billy McFarlane told them to do. 
So it's obvious that there is a little bit of bias in mine, but I think what they both have in common is that both Ja Rule and Billy McFarlane <laughs> are twats. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to one-up your uh, documentary here and say that we had none other than Billy McFarlane himself. Oh, shit. Yes. I don't know if he's currently in serving his he prison is. sentence. Spoiler alert. He's in prison. So they, they take him out and dress him up. He was in a, like a wrinkled black shirt that was a different shade of black than his black blazer, which Wait, really You said like take him out me. and dress him up was like a weekend at Bernie's thing. Is he living <laughs> still? <laughs> he's living. No RIP. No traumatic event. Um, he, yes, yes. Serving time. Um, again, spoiler alert. But, um, man, he is a piece of work. And one thing that bothered me about the way that um, fire fraud started was they start talking about what a brilliant-minded individual this kid is. And from when he was five years old, he started his first business selling crayons, non-broken crayons to other kids in the school. Nobody fucking cares. I just realized that you cannot see me on the <laughs> microphone. I was making the uh, jack-off motion that I do. So just know that that was happening when she was talking. Um, and uh, one of my favorite parts about the throughout the documentary is that when they were reading any sort of documentation, they had like an Alexa voice or a Siri voice or just like a bot voice reading it. So they have his mom's commentary talking about what a sweet, innocent, brilliant child but it was in, imagine like Alexa reading. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It's like, you know, they couldn't get like a voice actor and they, you know, mom's obviously not going to be involved yeah. in this. Uh, defending her son because he read books as a child and oh. he started um, a, a company shilling crayons to other students. I'm sure so, that was a fraud too. Yeah. And I feel like you can tell from... Um, his mom's little bit of personality that I got from his mom, Alexa, um, <laughs> that uh, he was he was raised thinking he's very special, mm. and he's he not going to do anything wrong. He got trophies for losing, yes. didn't he? Yes, um, and as we know from his first official company, uh, Magnesis. 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 Mag- Magnesis. What a stupid name. Um, yes. Uh, it looks like penises when you write it down sloppily. Um, <laughs> I mean, it kind of, that's kind of what it yeah, was. Yeah, that company was, it was about creating a status symbol for a generation that did not deserve that status symbol. Yeah. He did not like how his debit card looked. It wasn't a black card, right? Well, you bitch, you don't deserve a black he card. Make enough money and then you can have a black card. It. Yes. And I do believe that that's where Ja Rule, Ja Rule. Yes. Jaboulet, um entered his life and so where he became friends. That's definitely something that the two documentaries have in common because although we didn't get any insight into uh, Billy's childhood, <laughs> at the beginning of this documentary, it's just like, I hooked up with him because, gosh, what a brilliant, brilliant so man. Smart. And then they show interviews with him and I'm like, are we talking about the same person? <laughs> he looks like a chode. Like... <laughs> Like, I wouldn't follow him to a cab because I would be afraid that he's a date rapist. There is nothing going on behind his eyes. No, it's dead. It's dead. It's just... And, it's... And, and yeah, and like, he seems to have these extremely intelligent, really put together people working with him and working for him. Yeah. 
I don't get it. And it must just be something that it just happens in person and we can't get it because we've never been around him. I don't know. Because I was stunned the whole time that everyone's like, oh yeah, we, we followed him, we did this. You know, I'm, I'm a professional this, but I, you know, I, I followed his vision. <laughs> his what? vision of uh, a debit card that you too can have to make you look like you have a black Alex what? card. And no. I mean, the app idea that they had, did they talk about anything about the actual Fire app? Yes. That actually is a good idea. Tinder for rich people and bands. The thing is, not Tinder. it didn't, no hookups like, it, it's great in concept, but unless you actually get these artists to agree to be on there. I don't understand if people were actually, was there an exchange of money? I didn't get that. Did, yeah. Did anybody actually put money towards this and then get pissed at the band and be like, oh, you didn't show up at my party. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? I don't think that they had rolled it out enough that that happened. I don't know. So but it was called the Fire app. And that's what Fire they app. were. Okay. That's what they were advertising with this festival or supposed to be advertising with this festival. But how many of us talk about that Fire app now? It just, we don't. It, because it was also a fraud. Because also Turns a out, tremendous fraud. Those uh, the, fin- the, the finances from that were also uh, fraudulent. <laughs> um, so, oh, goodness. Um, another character. Character. <laughs> character <laughs> These witness. These are real These are real people. Real people. Um, a person that was brought up, and I only wrote the name down because I, I don't believe it's a name. Um, it was a woman. Corolla? Yes. Oh my God! Yes. Yes. No, she was in the Netflix Corolla one. James. She's gorgeous. She's, She's this yeah. tall, thin, socialite. rich socialite blonde woman, yeah. and I was like, "Somebody Our help Corolla." Aspirations. <laughs> okay. Um, I wrote down that my name would be Civic Ann because <laughs> I was like, "Who's named after a fucking Toyota Corolla?" <laughs> yeah. No, I would be Ford Focus. <laughs> Obviously. Oh my goodness. Um, she. She disappears. They introduce her. They they mention her name one more time, and then I have no idea what she did. So it it sounded in at least from what they talked. They didn't talk a lot about her in the Netflix one, but they were mentioning that she was being lied to to funnel more money into the project. Oh my goodness! Okay. So they were. Uh, there was one point where there was a directive that they were no longer supposed to tell Corolla when things weren't working out. And they were told to not do that because then she would stop giving them money. Because she was another one that was like, she saw his vision and she saw him as a visionary. And she had worked with him on the Magnesis card. And so she she believed in him. And I was like, Corolla, <laughs> I don't get your name, but man, what's, what's your deal? Oh, yeah, okay. no, I Corolla, I want to know. I want Corolla to have her own documentary. Does she have her own? I'm going to see if she's on like the Instagram We're going to search for Corolla. Her last yes. name is Jane. Corolla Jane. J-A-I-N. Yeah. Um, was Andy King in your documentary? Which one was he? He's the older gentleman. The one that uh, contacted the Wall Street Journal? I don't know. Okay. Then I don't know. <laughs> so Andy was uh, brought in, I think it, he said about two months before the festival was actually supposed to happen. And he, again, had worked with Billy in the past and and was like, mm. Billy's a visionary. Um, so what I, I'm guessing that this was not in your documentary because you would have already brought it up. The blowjob incident? That's in yours. Yes. yes. So Andy tells this story, <laughs> and this goes back to why the fuck were you following this motherfucker? Um, 
there was an issue with customs with a, a, a crate or whatever, a cart full of Evian water. It was everything because yeah. he didn't want to pay his customs fee. And so he wasn't paying the customs fee. Yeah. And so Billy called Andy and said, hey, I need you to go down and take one for the team. And so at this point, I'm like, oh, you know, he means like argue with him or something. And then, no, no they go into explicit detail that Billy asked for him to blow... <laughs> the customs agent for this water and stuff to get released. Oh my goodness. He was going to do it. No. He said, no, straight up and down eyes into the camera. I was willing to do it. I was ready to go down there and do it. He went down there. He ended up negotiating with the guy. Just a handy. (laughs) She had just got a handy out of it and didn't have to do it. But why? What the fuck? Why? At this point. Why? Why? Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's summarize where we're at right now because I, we're getting off the rails because there's so much to be... There's so much. There's so much to be upset about and there's so much to laugh about. But Billy McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Twat. Twat. He's a bitch. That's the point of this um, entire podcast. No, yes. I'm just kidding. Okay. Billy McFarlane has his vision uh-huh. for this festival. Yeah. In the Bahamas. Yes. Withdraw rule. <laughs> <laughs> for some undiscernible reason. Yes. Withdraw rule. And um, they start planning it and they have... Six to eight months? I don't even think they had that much. Um, on Pablo Escobar's island. They target market influencers, uh-huh. young, rich millennials. Mm-hmm. With uh, models. The Gigi Hadids. Yes. I, I don't even know what they are. No, I don't Billy understand Mr. where those girls came from. Bella. Um, Bella. And Emily Yeah. Okay. Tangent again. The best part of the ad video that they went down there, blew millions of dollars on, of them just frolicking around being mm-hmm. hot models, is mm-hmm. that all the dudes in the video were bros. Oh, absolutely. They're just following the models around, drinking some f- red shark. No, that's Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> drinking some, I don't know, some piss yellow beer in their bro uniform, like beach uniform. I love that the bro oh. beach uniform is shorts and t-shirts on when you're swimming. God forbid you take that shirt off and oh. let everyone know how chubby you are. Yeah, where were the male models? No, where were the where, male models? Where, where that, were that was not, not who allowed. they were marketing not to. Allowed. Totally not allowed. Um, so they basically trick this generation of, um, not generation, not an entire generation of people. It's they, specific. They're t- this target demographic into spending rich millennials thousands upon thousands of dollars to go to this festival and when they get there there's FEMA tents there's like, FEMA tents yeah no okay. and, and and the you know it's not just FEMA tents but there's no way they could have pulled any of this off even if they had a billion dollars it's just it's just not feasible to do it in that short of amount of time yeah. and any I feel like any sane person should just said just no, and some did. Uh, was the gentleman who learned how to fly from Microsoft Flight Simulator in your <laughs> in your documentary? Shout out to Microsoft. <laughs> um, n- no, I don't. So, think so I don't remember what his name was. He was a pilot, and he was involved in um, taking people back and forth for this initial uh, ad campaign. Oh. And then afterwards, he was kind of the voice and reason in saying and trying to like plan this out for them and showing them this cannot work you guys how are you gonna get this what was can't it? Two, how many hundreds of thousands of people i think it was six thousand 
No. Originally, they said 10,000. But oh, how I, many actually ended up yes. showing up? Yeah. I think the goal was 20,000. Which is absurd. How and are you? You can only get there by like a, a yeah. Cessna. Is that what yeah. So he's the like. logistics. He's this voice of reason. And I'm like, this guy who admitted that he learned how to fly from Microsoft Flight Simulator is explaining to you that this isn't going to work. <laughs> Listen to him. Listen, listen to the. Listen games. to him. He's talking about toilets and sewage, and they're like, "We're gonna have to ask you to leave because you're bringing us all down." <laughs> and that is that is kind of the whole thing. Is like they, everybody was like, you know, we can't say anything negative to Billy because it, it brings him down, and we mm-hmm. you just have to be. We're a goals oriented and a solutions oriented group. You have to give him solutions. Hold his hand. There are no solutions to the fact that this isn't going to work. Yes. But they keep going. But then they keep going. They keep going. And um, at, at one point, um, when they start running out of money, um, they start selling higher luxury packages yeah. for villas that do not even exist. Do not exist. $50,000 luxury packages. And people are buying them. Mm-hmm. Why they were even allowed to put that for sale on the internet for these people to buy is beyond me. Yeah. Why nobody was like, hey, you know, you actually can't do that. Oh, well, people were. It was just being swept under the rug by their advertising agencies. And fuck Jerry. Fuck fuck Jerry. Jerry. Gosh. It was, I mean, there were people, and this documentary does bring up that there were groups and, and there were people that were trying to expose this, that had taken pictures. Like, this is what they're promising yes. you. And this is what it actually is, you guys. You're not getting a luxury villa on the beach. You're getting a FEMA tent. <laughs> Don't um, fall for this. You shouldn't go. The, you should ask for your money back. One gentleman who was uh, throughout the documentary, and I didn't write down his name. I'm I'm so sorry to this gentleman. Um, but he was the voice of reason, but like behind the curtain, like he made a a Twitter feed about it, um, at taking pictures from the island. I think it was probably the same guy. Okay, was yeah. it the blowjob guy? No, it's not the blowjob okay. guy. Um, <laughs> and then he sent, you know, he sent in an article to the Wall Street Journal, and it's like. That's really nice, but if you know what you know at this point, a month out from this event, two weeks out from yeah. this event, do more. Yeah, why aren't do you better. stopping? Why it? don't you go on live television? Yeah. Jesus. Put it, yeah. Well, I Who know reads that the Wall Street Journal? A lot of the reasoning that they were giving was most of these people hadn't been paid, and so their fees were being dangled over them. Like, you're not getting paid until this festival goes off and so they had the sunk cost fallacy which is just you know we have to stay here because we already have done this much and we're not going to get paid if we don't so let's stay here and i'd like to say that i would be like no but if we're talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah i'm probably going to try to make it work still super fucked up i'm not being a an apologist (laughs) super (laughs) fucked up but i understand at least some of the people, their reasoning behind staying and continuing to try to make it work. Mm-hmm. But speak up, people. Yes, absolutely. Speak up when you see injustice. <laughs> Always. Um, Not just in festival situations. Was Grant... I didn't write down enough names. <laughs> he was another player, and they kind of glossed over him a little bit, but I he... He was like this little like gerbil of a man, and he was just like his best friend. Yes, in air quotes. Yeah, whatever. He was like his yeah. 
I did not. Oh, they talked I, about him a lot. I didn't like him. They uh, read the notes that he gave for the um, video music that it was supposed to be, and he was just using words like, uh, do you remember in Step Brothers Prestige Worldwide? Yeah. Just like, Luxury. Yeah. Boats, <laughs> pigs. Because there was this one, like, and then, you know, he was using words like globalization and like all this shit, and they were like, it's a it's a it's a video ad like none of this is making sense so yes we we did have grant and i um yeah no spoilers yet we'll we'll get do to you Grant's do fate. you when you when you were on the internet uh, in early 2017 do you remember seeing the advertisement at all no i didn't either again it was marketed to us so i'm not surprised about that yeah uh we are not their demographic do you remember seeing any of the orange tiles no. Also, no. Again, we are not following those are we people. Just doing this right now because we're bitter about it. <laughs> oh fuck! Did you want an orange tile? I mean, I would like to see one orange tile just to say, like yes. Emily, we understand that you might have wanted to go to this when you were old enough to be able to get down there. <laughs> but fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna put orange tiles on my Instagram. <laughs> I had it. I did. Uh, the orange tile was the uh, what they paid influencers mm-hmm. to post simultaneously yes. on Instagram at a certain time, which is what simultaneously means. <laughs> and uh, it linked to this video launch yes. of the hot models playing around with yeah, the the, pigs. the chubby Ponchi Brosefs drinking their, their piss beer behind <laughs> with their shirts on. So... Um, and see, this was, there is a good thing that has come of this, you know, now is on Instagram, when, when an influencer is being paid, it now has to say advertiser, advertisement. Mm. Uh, that This was before that. Was it really? Yeah. This was, mm. this came about because of the Fry Festival. Oh my goodness. And so. I'm not even going to, I can't correct you. I'm not allowed to. So, yeah. I don't, again, I don't know if that's accurate, but I, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what the documentary was alluding to is that, you know, some of those changes came about. Like, we're not even going to go to this festival, but we're going to advertise it for you. Yeah, you can't do that. Because they only go to Coachella because it's close to LA. So, um, did you have any locals in your, in your job? The restaurant owner. Was she in yours? Oh, no. I had oh. a he. We had a couple of, of the locals and one of like the, his main people that was helping out. I don't remember again. I didn't write down his name. Was I it Delroy? Was that his name? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I want him to make his own documentary <laughs> just about his life because he was a fucking riot. Oh, really? And he, I, I think they said he was a local bartender down there. And so when they initially started having their planning meetings down in the Bahamas, as one does, you just fly yeah, down there. Right. You know? nice little Thursday afternoon, get down there. Um, You know, he's talking about like what the Bahamas is and isn't. And um, outside of mega resorts, um, like Sandals, they reference Sandals a lot. And I wrote down in my notes, I would still fucking go to Sandals. I've I've looked into Sandals. sandals. I've looked into it. Sandals sponsor us. Um, (laughs) I've looked into it and always wanted to go, but I have questions. Like, are people going to try to have sex with my husband and I? (laughs) <laughs> that is, is my, that what sandals is is that what sandals is mm. that's what i assume that it is because if it's all couples and then all couples like on like romantic vacations isn't it just constant fucking oh right on the, on the bed on the beach with the <laughs> curtains that they advertise yeah 
Why? Why are there curtains? It's because they're fucking. Aren't there mosquitoes? Where's the <laughs> FEMA tent? So um, Delroy is there. The, you know, he knows this group from the beginning. He sees this whole thing going on. He is an absolute riot, and it was it was nice that they had that point of view in there as well. Mm-hmm. I think that was really helpful. I probably would have liked to see more of that. Um, I assume there's just so many pissed off people, which yeah. I don't even know how um, in your doc how fuck Jerry even got anybody since they were partially almost wholly responsible for the execution of this event. For so event. our the Netflix documentary had a. Uh, a lady who ran the local restaurant mm. that when they first arrived at the Fry Festival, in order to stall them, they sent all of them to this restaurant. Um, okay. So it was her restaurant, and they basically had them stall there. They fed them alcohol to try to distract them from what they were eventually walking into. Um, she also fed all of the workers the entire time, and she ended up losing $50,000 of her own money that nobody ever paid her because she had to pay the workers because these were her these were people that's in her community their job yes that's these, how she, these she survive. yeah they, they can't Ugh. go and you know have to have daddy wire them some more money these are this is their home yeah and so she paid them out of her own pocket and was out her entire life savings basically was was true or false there may have been a gofundme true she's already got about two hundred thousand dollars so that makes me happy good <laughs> i hope she gives them to delroy yes i i'm sure she's probably going to she seemed like a really just a genuinely great person because um you know and she was devastated by this because it's they're wrecking her community they're messing with her people get the fuck off fuck you (laughs) and that's exactly it like outside of sandals which may or may not be a swingers con like is yes um i i still would go but like lock my door (laughs) you know sitting on those beds in the beach that's a symbol if you a signal for everybody around you if they see you on those beds they're like they want to book right now Let's get them. Maybe there's maybe there's a different resort I can go to. <laughs> um, but besides that, yeah, these I mean the community depends on getting a paycheck, yeah. which is not anything that was going to happen here. Um, I don't know if it's because uh, fire fraud had Billy actually in the documentary. They got a little bit playful about some of their footage um, and. Uh, images that they were showing while he was talking or while other people were talking about him. And there was this one scene that was my favorite um, where they're all talking about, it was actually Delroy um, was talking about how everything was just a disaster Mm -hmm. and everything was being held at customs because Billy didn't want to pay the customs fees and all this stuff is happening. And there's Billy out on a jet ski, like a happy little fat kid smiling. And he's like, yeah, Delroy, come with me. Let's ride jet skis. Really? Actually, it's funny that you say that because there was another uh, guy that was talking about like what was happening like the day of the festival and the day before the festival, and like shit would be hitting the fan and everybody would be freaking out, and Billy would all of a sudden take his four wheeler and just ride for like twenty minutes and then come back. That's not how you deal with stress. That's not how you deal with problems. It's not going to go away on that four wheeler. You're not going to come back and custom has released your shit. Unless you sent somebody to give a blowy to the guy who's holding your water. And then maybe that's how, maybe that's how rich kids solve problems. They're like, I'm just going to drive away for a little while. And when I come back, 
Daddy will have fixed this. Dude, no. You you chain smoke cigarettes. You pull an all-nighter. You do the work yourself. You build those FEMA tents yourself. Yeah. Billy, you fuck. You tell you shit. No, he's you out on fucking shit. Oh, gosh, that's so Yeah, funny. no. He's, what he had is the locals doing work that they thought they were going to be paid for, working overtime, working 20 hours a day, assuming that at the end of this, they were going to get their paycheck and they never did. You know what? I ca- There's a word for that. It starts with an F. It starts, I don't know. Uh, fraud? Is mm. it fraud? It's No, it's mm. false advertising. <laughs> Every part Jabberal. of what they did. It was terrible. It, it was terrible and it was fraud. And luckily... People are being held accountable. Not everybody. Mm-hmm. Ja Rule certainly isn't. He's tweeting about how he didn't know anything that bullshit. was going on. Whatever, Ja Rule. That's bullshit, Ja Rule. I will not listen to that one song that you made with J-Lo. <laughs> never again. 20 it is, years ago. We will never again. sing it at karaoke. You're done. Okay, so let's fast forward to our millennial influencers arriving. The footage of them traveling is... It's just... On what they thought was going to be a private jet and is actually just a shitty plane. Yes. This generation is so narcissistic that they video everything Mm -hmm. and take pictures of everything. There was so much footage of them just... just, What the fuck? Yeah. Footage on the non-private jet. Yep. um, Footage on the yellow school buses that they were bused from the airport to the side in. uh, Footage of the check-in process, which was not a check-in process because it did not exist... Um, uh, the footage was just, and most of them had a, I mean, I'm sure they were just shitting their expensive underwear. Yeah. But, but there was this one girl that you could just hear sobbing on the bus. <laughs> and I just thought the whole time that would be me. Yeah. That would be me. Well, and, they're stuck there. That's the thing. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. It's not like you can, you know, if, if, you know, we went to, uh, Sandals. We went to Coachella. <laughs> we can turn around and drive home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're stuck there. Yeah. I, those poor, poor children. <laughs> so um, I I know what FEMA is and I know it exists. I didn't know those were FEMA tents. And I thought they were kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you want one? Do you want one of those tents? Oh, my gosh. I hope I never need one. But I was like, the tents were kind I don't oh. think that they're that that was necessarily a wrong direction to go in if it was executed properly and if they what right. that if that's what they were selling them as yes because it's true like it, they sell tents at Coachella like just shit ass tents mm-hmm. and people you need it you need it yeah. so you buy it but not for $8000 <laughs> and not promising that there would be two you know Tempur-Pedic queen beds in there that and you pick up from the side of the road the, where <laughs> Billy left them. <laughs> Damn it, Billy. Like, it, it, they certainly weren't as promised. But I feel like this is something that could have worked if they would have advertised it. And that's why it's a complete fraud is because that is not what they were advertising mm-hmm. it as all. They were promising a luxury. a luxury experience that they didn't actually have. No, no. Oh my gosh, it was... A complete hot mess, and then the footage of them getting back. Um, there, they had a couple influencers um, whose name I didn't write down because I will never have any reason to acknowledge them ever again in my life. <laughs> but um, I want to say one of them's name was Austin, which probably isn't far off. Yeah. Um, he was he was a really good sport about everything, but he had footage of them trying to get back in um, the airport to fly home. 
and you know they're sitting on the floor just all cramped together it's a million degrees outside then it starts storming and then oh our um we have to switch over our flight staff now so they're getting on and off this plane and on and off this plane and then finally they do end up getting to go home so that they could live to tell this story but again just having the access to their footage was yeah. just you put you put yourself there i'm crying on the bus <laughs> but like totally digging my fema tent um it, it was just it was in that that people actually made it there to see this happen Still boggles my mind, but I'm glad that we saw what they saw. Yes, because if this would have happened 15 years ago to, you know, when we were in college and we were at the age mm-hmm. that this was targeted to, you would have seen maybe some news footage, but certainly not as much of mm-hmm. showing what a shit show it was Yes, as, you know, having that footage. So that is, that's a very good point that at least yes. we know what happened. And that's, I mean, that one kid that took a picture of that sandwich... He had like four followers and <laughs> now he's got like 50,000 because... Now he's famous. Yeah, now he's famous because that of that stupid now sandwich. Now he's getting some paid ads. So hashtag advertisement. Oh my goodness. That's, yeah. It's just too much. Um, so I talked about Billy and the jet ski footage and how I feel like at, at a certain point dealing with him, the producers probably were just like, you know what, this guy's a, this guy's fucking sucks. Towards the end of the documentary, um, whoever's talking to him, I'm assuming it's the director, mm-hmm. is getting um, getting a little bit sassy with him. Oh. And Billy Blankstare just gives nothing back. <laughs> Billy and Blankstare? I like that. <laughs> one of the points was when um, Billy is talking about how they had cars ready to go to take people to their villas. They had the villas ready. Everything was organized. He just lost the box of keys um, that went to the houses. For people to go so they couldn't drive people to the houses because he lost the box of keys that's the and so the, in, the interviewer says you lost a box of keys to two million dollars worth of houses and he just stares blank stare like yeah who wouldn't do something like that i lose my car keys maybe once a month but if i had a box that valuable that people were depending on for their survival I would probably put it somewhere safer. You know, yeah. If it existed. It didn't, it didn't exist. exist. Let's, let's be honest. It, it never existed. It didn't actually all, exist. It's, it, all of these things that he promised were a fantasy in his mind. And he, I, I don't know if he just didn't think people would take him up on it and thought that maybe it could just remain an idea. Mm-hmm. Or if he's just the worst person. He is the worst person. The worst person. He eventually at the end um, ask, has anybody ever called you a compulsive liar? And he got very, very defensive and says, I've been telling you nothing but the truth this entire time. And then, you know, gives his his weird dead eye blank stare and gets super pissed off, says he needs a 10 minute break. And they're like, what do you need? Ten, what are you what are you doing? We're doing this right now. Like, let's just finish this shit so we can get on with our lives and get <laughs> you back in jail where you belong. And so then he's like uh, the whole time he's like, uh, you know, I'm not um, I'm not lying, blah, blah, blah. They're showing documentation of everything he's lied about from the um, fire app financials to the number of people that had the magnesis. Magnesis. He said, you know, it was only maybe like 4,000 people, possibly including my brother-in-law. I need to check if that was it. But I remember playing with, uh, he was like showing it to us at a restaurant and I remember clicking the button and then 
fucking up his pin code. <laughs> but I don't know if it was, I don't know if there was another one of these amazing cards or not. But uh, so they, they just show, you know, as he's like all indignant and defensive and I'm not a liar and blah, blah, blah. And I need a 10 minute break. I need to go on my jet ski and rage. <laughs> I need to go drive away and then come right back and it'll be different. <laughs> I need to drive out, punch dance my rage. Um, they just show all of his bullshit. Yeah. Like you can't hide it. No. And you didn't. And it's, now you're in jail. Several people in the Netflix documentary call him a compulsive liar. So okay. the answer to that question is yes, several people have. Um, so after this uh, event is a shit show and they get back on the mainland after they have literally run away and hid from mm-hmm. people as they were leaving because people were asking where their fucking money was, <laughs> they get back and then they have this meeting at fire the app like of like a company-wide meeting where they're talking about how to get ahead of this and that's when they're finally like this is fraud you can't get ahead of this and then ja rules like no it's false advertising so yes. billy gets arrested and put out on probation did they go into what happened when he was on probation I believe so. The New York City VIP access? Yes. That motherfucker. Oh my God. Sets up another system. Like, you had a chance to have people be sympathetic to you. Nope. And you could say, it was a mistake. I got in over my head. Blah, blah, blah. While you're sure. on probation, you try to run another scam? Selling tickets to things that don't exist. Selling tickets to things that don't exist. Are you kidding? Or tickets that don't exist. The Met Gala exists. Yes, it you exists. Can't you just can't buy it. tickets. Because... You're not invited. <laughs> I'm also not invited. Oh, I would love to be invited to oh that one. Oh my gosh, someday. Just to take pictures. Oh, they yeah. don't allow you to take. <laughs> Tiffany's there with her like point and shoot camera. Hey, hey. Rihanna, look over here. <laughs> love your I just, hair. I can't believe the audacity of that shithead. Mm-hmm. Luckily, he was arrested again mm-hmm. and charged with several counts of wire fraud uh witness intimidation i think was one of them yes i'm gonna add entitlement on there (laughs) being an entitled little shit um and was sentenced to six years in prison and 26 million dollars and was told that he can never own a director or ceo position ever again oh so he can never run a company you can do that but what they didn't tell him is that he could run for president (laughs) oh shit so I'm guessing after that six years is up, what year is that? Is he going to run in 2020? No. No, he won't be out by then. That was bad math. <laughs> Wait, I'm not supposed to correct you. Yes. God damn it. Yes, it is 2020, <laughs> yes, Emily. That's exactly that many years. Let's see, if he starts serving in 2018, that would put him 2024. Okay, but he still what? won't be old enough. He'll be... 30 years old. Oh, 31 yeah, that's years true. Old, well, someday. Someday he can come back. And someday. since he can't be a, a business owner, he can run for president as yes. a fuckhead. Uh, side note, his girlfriend is an absolute gem of a Russian woman. I'm assuming she's Russian. That's not a nice stereotype to make. She wasn't in this one. Oh, Mine. you didn't get Anastasia? No, Anastasia. Anastasia. Um, so she, star- I believe they started dating after the festival? Oh, that was a mistake. What it like. So, yeah, because, yeah, you know, when he got home, he was still living and living the good life. And so she was going along with it. I mean, she's a beautiful blonde, probably influencer. Um, she, there's a scene of her reading his letters from prison and like 
giggling. Like she, you know, he drew like a picture of what his his uh, living conditions look like. And she starts laughing. And I'm like, what? Okay, there's not going to be any money left for you, girl. So what are you still doing? And the only thing I can think of, and this ties into another one of my favorite shows that I'm all caught up on, so I can't review it, 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> She's in it. For that green card. Yeah. I'm sure there's easier ways to do it. Well, because, I mean, if when he, if and when he does get out, he will never have money again. Because yeah. he owed $26 million to the government. Yeah. But he also has been sued by individuals. Good. Many of them. Yeah. For millions and millions of dollars. Yes. For a fraud. So he's going to owe so much money to people when he, when he gets out. Maybe she yeah. has that true love in her heart, but she... Anastasia, Anastasia, you can do better, you can, you girl. You can do better. There are you other, there are other ninety-day fiancés that will take care of you. Better. Honestly, easier options, I'm sure. Yeah. So <sighs> it's all in all, the, I enjoyed my documentary, but afterwards, knowing that the fuck Jerry people had something to do with it, there are parts mm-hmm. that make a lot mm-hmm. of sense because they really didn't sound complicit in the Netflix documentary. They sounded like they were hired to do that one advertising thing and then a little bit of social media buzz. And then like we didn't have anything else to deal with it, which it turns out is not true. It Yes, it could also be called the Fuck Jerry Fraud Festival. <laughs> Fuck Jerry Fire fra- Fry Fraud Festival. We're going to get a cease and letter <laughs> immediately. Well, we, what, they have like 14 million followers on Instagram it's because a good thing they that, steal jokes from other people. Yeah, it's a good thing that nobody listens to us. So I don't think yeah. we'll have anything to worry Listen, about. You two that are listening right now mom yeah <laughs> thanks mom thanks for listening mom we love you sorry about the swears don't tell fuck jerry that's the name of the company uh yeah please don't <laughs> don't tell them that we've been saying bad please things don't about sue them. us we don't have any money uh so uh all in all i think my rating since this is a review show and we yes. are required to give ratings yes. of the things that we watch knowing what i know before knowing what i know about fuck jerry mm-hmm. i was gonna give it four out of five. Oh, knowing what i know because it was very enjoyable it was mm-hmm. keeping me engrossed which documentaries don't always do a lot of the times mm-hmm. i'm playing games on my phone or something else or mm-hmm. i'm distracted and doing something else at the same time so it did keep me involved but knowing what i know now i am going to give it three out of five blowies for water <laughs> that's what i'm gonna give it that's a lot <laughs> um i I liked mine and I liked it enough that I wanted to know more since this was a completely eye-opening documentary that had nothing to do with white supremacist. It actually... It really didn't. Well... It was not. Um, maybe, probably. I'm not saying that it's not a possibility that there's some I'm not saying there. some of those haircuts I saw. Um, <laughs> now I'm distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to give mine... Uh, I'm going to give it three and a half... Uh, 2014 uh, Sochi, Russia Olympic Villages. <laughs> oh, nice. That's the first thing I thought of when I was like that. I, this is all very familiar. And it's when <laughs> Russia thought they could host the Olympics. Yeah. In summary. In Fire Festival. Uh, the Fry Festival was a disaster. <laughs> I'm still trying to decide if I want to watch the Netflix one now. or if I'm probably going to watch the other probably one. Because definitely I... a better use of my time, but that's like, <laughs> put that on my gravestone, you know? <laughs> so along with watching the other one, which we're inevitably going to do, uh, what do you think you're going to be indulging in this next week? Um, well, I'm finishing up a podcast, um, which is another one of my uh, favorite ways to... Uh, 
take in media that I normally wouldn't. And uh, if you're a commuter and you're not listening to podcasts, mm. yeah, dumb. Mm-hmm. They changed my life. They saved my commute when I went to an office for work and how to commute. Um, so podcasts, mm-hmm. they're free. They're full free. I mean, you have to pay us $10 every time you listen to us. <laughs> every listen, because we need $10, a, PayPal us. We need a studio. Um, podcasting is just a really, really great way to absorb media and stories that you wouldn't otherwise. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I right now am listening to one that came out in November about, um, it's called Gladiator. It's not about Russell Crowe. <laughs> Are you sure it's not about the movie starring Russell Crowe? I am positive. Okay. Um, it's not about that. It is about, um, it's the story of Aaron Hernandez, the Patriots player that um, wasn't really a clean cut person. He was a gangbanger, if you will. Um, but uh, so it's the story of, um, it's his story. And he was convicted for murder. Uh, killed himself in jail not a great story but the way that um the boston globe and wondery put it together with the spotlight team from the boston globe who are Mm, very yeah yes they are the ones putting this together they give you so much insight into uh the grooming that the nfl does and um things like that and i know that um there's some big event this weekend some 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 sporting event you might say um and a large, if, a large vessel. If you are interested in learning more about the inner workings of how they groom their players, especially one of these teams in this large national sporting event, highly recommend Gladiator. I'm about two thirds of the way through it. I'm probably not going to review it on here because uh, sports aren't really my thing. I think the next show I'm going to start is either the second half of Kimmy Schmidt. Mm. Or there's some sort of interesting looking cat show documentary <laughs> on Netflix, there, yeah, which that. is right up my alley. So uh, I still assume that you're talking about the Russell Crowe movie. So the entire time you were talking, I was imagining Russell Crowe as, uh, as a football player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, when they make the the movie based on this podcast. Yeah, if gonna you're going to cast obviously. a 22 year old star, <laughs> <laughs> handsome Hispanic football player, Russell Crowe Russell is who Crow. you're looking for. Obviously, obviously. Um, it, we're probably going to get a cease and desist letter from the NFL. Ugh, just so, just, Crow. just so you're and Russell Crowe. Like that, just rack them up. Well, our assistant will take Where care of that. Where is he? Australia? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's call him. I don't know what he's doing. I'm going to Google that as soon as so, we're done here. So, uh, yesterday or the day before Sunday, I started the first episode of the, I think, four part documentary on the Ted Bundy tapes. It's only four parts? It's only four parts. It's pretty quick. Okay. Um, It's no making a murderer 27 hours long. (laughs) Um, You know, I've, both of us have read the book by Anne Rule. And so, and we also both have, you know, since we live in the Seattle area, when they talk (laughs) about these areas like Issaquah, where Tiffany used to live and Lake Mm -hmm. Sammamish, we know where those things are. So it kind of is always like, I know where that is. I know where that person got murdered. As soon as we moved to Issaquah, which... I, you know, I'll give you my address as well while we're talking about personal <laughs> safety and serial killers. Um, when I, I was reading the Anne Rule book, it, as we were in the process of relocating here, landing in Issaquah, and I told my husband on several occasions that our, our apartments were probably built over burials. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, I'm just watching that because, and I assume that they are releasing this in a timely way to also coincide with the eventual 
um, movie that Zac Efron is, or Zac Efron plays. Yes. Ted Bundy. Uh, the sexiest Ted Bundy. Like, it's going to uh, be hard for me to be like, it's going to be hard for me to detach it because t- I don't find real Ted Bundy no. handsome. And everybody Do else says that. you find him 70s handsome, though? I mean, yes, but not anybody that I would be like, pants off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But Zac Efron, on the other hand, immediate pants off. And so Even with the blonde hair. Yes, especially with the blonde hair. I love the blonde hair. The I blonde hair it. and the dark beard. Oh, see? Don't keep up that bleach. Oh. Your hair's going to start to fall out. Oh, I love it. Um, and so it's going to be hard for me to go watch that and not... And I think that's probably why they cast him. I mean, he also looks a lot like Ted Bundy. He does. He has um, kind of the same face shape. Mm-hmm. His eyes are great. One thing that I was noticeably different between the two is um, Ted Bundy almost had a unibrow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I feel like if they would have just added that tiny detail, <laughs> it would have made Zac Efron a t- just a little less, bit less attractive. Oh, it's going to be hard. Um, so, to how see that. are the the Netflix? I mean, it's so the first episode is getting into, uh, you know, these murders that started happening in in the Seattle area and, you know, what Ted Bundy was doing at the similar time. This before. So these tapes came about because eventually this investigative journalist that was trying to get an interview with Ted Bundy and trying to write a book about it. Chain instead of just asking him because Ted Bundy still maintained his innocence the whole mm-hmm. time, and so he knew that he needed to try a different tactic. You know who else did that? Oh, Billy McFarland. Oh my god, is <laughs> Billy McFarland a serial killer? Is he Ted Bundy's son? Oh my god, connections <gasps> absolutely. We are solving stuff. so he he decided to go about it in a different way. And instead of asking him, like, did you do this? he said, if a person did this. How, since you're a, since you studied psychology, Mm. how do you think that it happened? And then he fucking unloaded and just let it all out. And so that guy's a fucking genius for seeing it that way. So I'm, I'm going to finish that up and then, um, I don't know what else is on our, I, I need to catch up on the good place. (gasps) And I need to catch up on, am I allowed to cry on our uh, podcast? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because yes. I still have a bunch of episodes of those. So that's probably yeah. what I'm going to be doing yeah. this week. So productive. So productive. We are very productive. Yeah. So in closing. In conclusion. Billy McFarlane's a twat. Terrible Ja person. Rule, also a twat. Why does he exist? Uh, and, you know. Fuck, fuck Jerry. Fuck. <laughs> and fuck, fuck Jerry. Um, and I guess we will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.